In today's gospel, Jesus refers to three parables, three kind of comparisons, talking about the kingdom of heaven. And when he's referring to the kingdom of heaven, he's referring to the kingdom of heaven here on earth in the church, not the kingdom of heaven in the, at the end of the age. And the first two parables that he offers is that of the person who finds the treasure buried in the field. The second parable is a reference to a merchant who's on this quest for fine pearls, and he finds it. Now, both individuals, upon finding the buried treasure or the pearl of great price, they sell all they have in exchange for that treasure, for that kingdom. If you're familiar with this expression of selling out, selling out for Jesus, you may hear of our Christian brothers and sisters, we often talk about this. This is what it's referring to, selling out for Jesus. That when we find Jesus, Jesus who is of infinite value, that we would be willing to sell everything joyfully in exchange. What does our secular culture value? Well, we see that it values wealth, possessions, reputation, achievement, success, pleasure. Do you know those in the culture who value these things so much to such a degree that they are literally willing to pursue these things headlong and sacrificing everything in order to pursue it. Now, they would be completely off the mark because it is not of eternal value. At the end of their lives, they're going to realize just how frivolous of a pursuit it was, right? Absolutely futile because it is not of lasting value. However, I think there is something to say, even though they are completely off the mark, there is something to be said about the fact that there are individuals who have this capacity, this ability to dedicate themselves wholeheartedly towards one pursuit. Because if we're honest, if we look at many of our Christian brothers and sisters throughout the world, we are not inspiring anybody. You know, mediocrity doesn't inspire anyone. No one's thinking, wow, I just love that Christian who's living such a mediocre lifestyle, just does everything halfway, is so selfish, and just utterly incapable of pouring themselves into some pursuit. That isn't inspiring anybody. And so there's something to be said, even if they are completely off the mark, that someone has a capacity to say, I am going to give my whole life, orient my whole life in pursuit of this thing. And that is what we're supposed to do with Jesus. And yet, so many of us, even they might know it, but are incapable of giving ourselves wholeheartedly to Jesus. There is a simple principle that I'll state that you already know. That when we value something, we will willingly sacrifice and prioritize that thing in our life. How much value does Jesus have in your life? Just think about this. What we value concretely is expressed by how much time we dedicate to it and how much money we're willing to spend on it, right? Our finances and our time are really indicative of what our priorities are, our values. So let's just say this, how much is Jesus? How much would you appraise Jesus for? 
We know what Judas appraised Jesus for, right? 30 pieces of silver. But if you are asked, okay, first monetarily and then time investment wise, what is Jesus worth? And if we were to respond honestly, if people had that capacity, there would be people who would say, well, you know, I think Jesus is worth about $20 for me. Or some people might say, well, you know, maybe about $1,000. Maybe for some, they're like, well, half a million dollars. He's really, really important. For others, they would say, it, it's priceless. It goes beyond anything. I mean, it wouldn't even be a trillion dollars. It's just a, of infinite value. Or what about a time investment? If someone was honest, they might say, well, you know, beyond Sunday Mass, Jesus is worth about two minutes a week. Or someone might say, well, you know, like on a daily basis, I'm going to be reminded of Jesus at least to be grateful for, my, uh, for the food that I eat. So at, at meal, meal times, I'm going to give him and be reminded of him, you know, three times a day at meal prayer. For some, they might say, well, you know, I think in justice, he's owed at least 15 minutes a day of undivided attention, right? The uh, average American adult is uh, giving homage to their phone and to their screen time 5.4 hours a day. The average American adolescent is giving seven hours of their attention each day. That's, that's a full-time job. That works out to 37 to 49 hours. Someone might say, well, you know, I, I should at least give Jesus 15 minutes a day of undivided attention. Well, think about it this way. If Jesus is almighty God of the universe, which he is, and if someone were to say, he is the overriding priority of my life, if Jesus is the overriding priority of our life, how much time would we need to give practically on a daily basis to be congruent with that type of statement? Like, would giving 15 minutes a day, would that communicate to someone, to others, that like, absolutely, it's very clear in your life, Jesus is the overriding necessity in your life. Would even an hour a day, would that really clearly reveal and indicate that I am all in for Jesus? He is the overriding priority, necessity of my life. It would seem to me that for starters, it would probably have to be a few hours a day to maybe start convincing someone, well, you know, your, your time seems to indicate what you're actually saying. And this isn't to discourage us, but sometimes I think we're so content to give Jesus the scraps of our life, as if we're doing him a favor by spending time in prayer. Instead, we need to think of a paradigm shift. What has the Lord given us? He has given us every heartbeat. He has given us every breath. He has given us 24 hours a day for the rest of my life. And if you were to say, well, hey, can I have 23 of those hours back? Would that even be such a bad exchange? And yet how many of us are living our lives as if God is our every breath, our every heartbeat, and that we owe everything to him? We have those in the world who are pursuing other pursuits trivial pursuits with far greater dedication than us Christians. How important is Jesus? Honestly, what monetary value would you give to your relationship with Jesus? And how much time is Jesus worth to you on a weekly basis, 
on a daily basis actually give a response, give a minutes, seconds, hours, and ask, am I content with that? Is the Lord content with that? You know, for starters, Sunday Mass. Now, uh, sadly, I don't think many of us American Catholics have gotten the memo or it's just not, not registering because 83% of American Catholics aren't going to Mass every Sunday. And apparently, 83% of American Catholics seem to think that Sunday Mass is an optional. They didn't get the memo that that is bare minimum requisite for considering the Kingdom of Heaven. And of course, if we're not prioritizing Sunday Mass, objectively, we're not in the state of grace. If we're not in a state of grace, it's not going to do us much good. And how many of us are prioritizing God's divine life within our soul? Do we realize that at baptism is the greatest gift? Is there anything greater than Almighty God and His life that He literally gives to us in sanctifying grace at the moment of our baptism? And how many of us just squander this gift, do not care about remaining in the state of grace? And um, as you know, it's really not easy to remain in the state of grace given all of the cultural challenges, all of the hostility that we face, which is why experts in the spiritual life and spiritual theologians, spiritual masters would really recommend somewhere between every week to four weeks of a sacramental confession. Because if we're not in a state of grace, we need to get back to right relationship with the Lord. And it's really, really difficult to be in a state of grace if we're not all invested and spending significant time with our Lord and undivided attention in daily prayer, in a rich, vibrant, sacramental life, in being nourished by His Word, so that His Word is renewing and transforming my mind, in continuing to invest in my relationship and getting to know the Lord through faith formation and learning more about the faith in order to love Him more. And then, of course, if we really, really, really love Jesus, then we're going to really, 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 really love what Jesus loves. And what does Jesus love? Well, Jesus is passionately and madly in love with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And He poured out all of his blood in self-emptying sacrificial love, a life-giving death on the cross in order to save each and every one of us. And so if we really, really, really love Jesus, we are going to imitate his love for the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we are going to be on board with mission, that it's not enough just for me to have a personal relationship with Jesus and be in my own silo, that I'm going to spread the word and the kingdom because everyone can't afford not to have a relationship with Jesus. Do I have that type of conviction? Have I been mobilized to such an extent that I can't afford not to talk about Jesus? Because at the end of our lives, everyone is going to realize to the degree in which we did not give everything to Jesus, everyone will be in the deepest regrets. And so there's an urgency. There's an urgency that everyone needs Jesus. Everyone is seeking deepest fulfillment and happiness. And as St. John Paul II reminds us, it is Jesus that you seek when you seek happiness. Today we ask for this grace 
We ask for this grace that we can sell out truly for Jesus, that we would realize that Jesus is of infinite value. He is far greater than the pearl of great price. He is far greater than that treasure buried in the field.